1: Thank you both. Erin Bendeley joins us now Vice President for Policy and Strategy at the Pelican Institute to talk about Louisiana reading scores. How are you doing, Erin? Good morning.
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: I am okay. I hope you had a good weekend.
2: I did. And you?
1: I did. Tell me about fall reading scores. Are they up or down?
2: Well, they're up slightly, and, and that's certainly good news. Any see Anytime we see uh, that data trending in a positive direction that, you know, that gives us hope that we're on the right track. But we have a long way to go. So that's that's the short of it.
1: I will take a break. We come back. We'll fill in the details. Aaron Bendeley, uh, Vice President for Policy and Strategy at the Pelican uh, Institute, talking about some small gains in reading scores. Still a long way to go. What can we do to get the scores higher? And how important of a measurement is reading scores or are reading scores in and of themselves? Tommy Tucker back in a flash. WWL. 814, kind of cloudy start to the week today. Highs of 74, 80 tomorrow for the high. 20% chance for showers. Wednesday is going to be stormy. Highs of 76. Then finally, mercifully, the weather turns cool. Highs of 62 on Thursday, 56 on Friday, 52 on Saturday. And then Sunday, highs only in the upper 40s with a 30% chance for showers. So that'll get you in the mood to trim the tree. Aaron Bendeley is with us, Vice President for Policy and Strategy at the Pelican Institute. And we're talking about some gains in Louisiana, small gains in reading. Aaron, the Louisiana Department of Education released the annual Fall 22 reading report. Where do they get those results? Is that from the LEAP tests?
2: Actually, this data uh, comes from a beginning of year reading screener uh, that all kindergarten through third grade students take in Louisiana public schools. And so this is a basic screener that's done. It's administered by their teacher. The results get sent home uh, to parents and it's used as as basically the beginning of an individual plan for that child for the remainder of that school year. Um, So it's not the best data. It's, it's, you know, it's, uh, like I said, it's self-administered by teachers, um, and, it, and it's a small snapshot, but it is valuable because it tells us after, you know, particularly for kids that are older coming into first through third grade, they've had the summer off. How much did they lose over the summer? Where are they coming in at the school year so that we can get a, a good sense of their strengths and their weaknesses and get a plan to get them on the right track.
1: Within the data itself, Combined uh, is up, but if you look at kindergarten, first, second, third, the only one that's down is, I guess, kindergarten since 2021. And I'm just wondering, is the is that an indication of anything?
2: It sure is. Um, you know, I'll I'll say it's alarming. Um, the fact that the number of kindergarten students coming in uh, with just basic skills to begin reading, you know, just knowing their letters, knowing how to sound letters. Uh, we're seeing that down quite substantially since pre-pandemic, the, the, the largest decline of any grade level, any age level. Um, and I think that, that tells us that, you know, probably due, in, at least in some part, to, to COVID and the shutdowns and everything that we experienced, you know, pre-K programs were closed for some time. Um, you know, a lot of turmoil was going on at home as maybe mom and dad were unemployed or, you know, had to figure out how to get child care. I think we're starting to see some of the effects of that um, and it's, it's cause for concern and it's going to require schools to have a plan in place for this cohort of kids to make sure that we very quickly catch them up because we know how important it is to address those foundational skills for reading. It really will determine the ability of these kids to get back on track and succeed throughout their entire educational journey.
1: On the face of it, it would seem as though because of COVID parents would have been home with children and thereby able to help them learn how to read, but that's not what the results are indicating.
2: Well, I mean, that's certainly possible, um, but, but I'll just, you know, tell you my own experience with with kids at home as my husband and I were, were attempting to work from home. um, You know, it's a stressful, it can be a stressful situation where you're at home and, Uh, Mom and dad are are trying to work while at the same time kids are trying to do school online or, you know, try to keep kids busy with something productive, Uh, reading a book or or engaged in in great activities other than video games or TV. Um, So, you know, I think we're we're, we're seeing that a lot of families struggled and a lot of kids unfortunately didn't get what they needed um, and now have to have a lot of ground to make up.
1: (laughs) How hard is it going to be to make up that ground?
2: Well, I believe it's possible. Um, We have seen some fantastic programs, uh, high-dosage tutoring programs, for example, uh, reading coaches. I mean, we have a lot of great interventions in place to make sure uh, that we can address this issue, not just for for this kindergarten cohort coming in with, with challenges, but all of our students. Um, and let's remember, just overall, we still have less than half of our kids by third grade that are reading on grade level. So we've got our work cut out for us. Uh, but we believe that some of the interventions that have been put in place, where we have begun to retrain all of our teachers on what we call the science of reading, which is really just using what the data and the research show uh, works when it comes to teaching kids how to uh, how to read effectively. Uh, that training is underway. Like I mentioned, we have reading coaches in every school in the state. We now have a new tutoring program that families yeah, can. Yeah, let me take a if break. If I,
1: Aaron, let me take a break because that's that's what I was going to do right here, and come, bring you back and talk about the Steve Carter Literacy Tutoring Program, which I think that's what you're alluding to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that when we come back with Aaron Bendeley, Vice President of the Policy and Strategy of the Pelican Institute. Boy, I'm going to tell you what, uh, you better get the kindergartners ready to read because, you know, with anything, it's based on foundation. Uh, You've got to have a strong foundation. And if you don't get this fixed relatively quickly, it's going to be a problem that's going to haunt this entire class, or class of individuals, if you will, for the year. Um, throughout their lives, and we can't have that. If you have any questions or comments, the O'Quinnard Jewelers Talk and Text Line is wide open at 504-260-1870. I'd love to hear your thoughts or questions and pass them along to Aaron when we return. 8.20, time for traffic now on WWL. 25 and a half, Tommy Tucker, WWL. Quickly back to Aaron Bendley, Vice President for Policy and Strategy at the Pelican Institute, to talk about reading scores up except for that key cell of those that would be entering kindergarten this fall, or or the fall of 2022. Correct, Erin? Correct. And that brings us to the Steve Carter Literacy Tutoring Program, which is an effort to try to bring these scores up. Explain what that is, if you would, please.
2: Well, this is a great new program that the Louisiana legislature approved a few years ago. Uh, The Department of Education put uh, $40 million in federal funding toward it, and it's a program designed for parents. Uh, who know based on the, the data they've gotten from, from their schools. You know, we talked about these screeners where results came home from parents, uh, for parents. And if they see that their child is struggling, if they are below that passing rate uh, on reading, then they can qualify for a $1,000 tutoring voucher to be able to get their child some help with an approved tutor that specializes in reading. Uh, so those parents can go to louisianatutoringinitiative.com and see all the information there, they can reach out to their school and see if their child qualifies, and they can get some help to get their kids back on track.
1: So the process would be on the ground level, the teacher has already or will tell a parent, look, uh, John or Jane has um, scored this in reading and really needs some tutoring, Um, come in, we'll talk about it, then they get the voucher, and then they're directed to tutors from there. How turnkey is it?
2: Absolutely. Uh, There are a couple of different options depending on what works best for that family. Uh, There are options where the tutoring can be done during the school day. There are also options where it can be done after the school day, uh, either face-to-face or online. So there are a number of different providers that have signed up to try to provide as many options for families as possible.
1: You know, I've always said, Erin, that I don't care if you send your kid to the most exclusive private school or the worst inner-city public school. It, it's not unless it's a boarding school, the parents have to be involved. And, and that's the case here as well. And I'm just wondering if the teacher reaches out to the parent and says, you know the, the student needs this is a parent any under obligation is a parent under any obligation to do it or to take advantage of it or not?
2: It is a voluntary program, but you're absolutely right. Uh, this is a family commitment. It should be a family commitment. and so we need parents to take an active role. Uh, and making sure that they are reading to their kids and exposing them to books, um, keeping up that just that joy of reading. And especially as we come up upon this holiday break, the best thing we can do is make sure that our kids have a great book to read during the break. Uh, there are some family resources that are on the Louisiana Department of Education's website, Uh You can search for the family toolbox and find some resources specifically kit for families with young kids and how they can support their reading.
1: Um, If parents are uh, apprised of this and they're offered the program and they don't take advantage of it, just talk about the importance, if you will, or or at least how, how this could haunt a kid throughout the rest of their, I guess, matriculation through the system.
2: It is so important that we give our kids just a great foundation on which to build as they go from those early grades into middle school and high school and beyond. Um, I mean, reading is, is just so foundational. It's needed for every single subject. Uh, it's, it's, it's needed for just success in life. And so those building blocks are so critical, and we've got to get this right. Uh, we know that you know all the science that we know about brain development shows us that kids Um, you know, have a window of time in those early years to learn these foundational skills. That's when they can learn it best. Um, So we need to set our kids up for success. If we don't, They will surely struggle as they continue their education. Uh, We don't want that to be the case. We want to make sure that they have a firm foundation and are set up for a lifetime of
1: success. Amen. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate your time. Aaron Bendeley, Vice President for Policy and Strategy at the Pelican Institute. When we come back, we're going to talk about Louisiana getting $45 million to help boost public health infrastructure. What does that mean? What's it look like? Well, stay tuned. You'll find out right now. It's 8 30 time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan. We
0: really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch